What's up, pals? Thank you all for tuning in. This is episode 69 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host, Andy Karaskwello. I'm Stan Gadurski. And I'm Chris Sampson. How's it been going, guys? Crazy busy. I, I just got back from Columbus, Ohio. I was working another convention. This was the t- 2016 Origins Game Fair. So it's a huge tabletop gaming convention next only to Gen Con, which is the other big one. I have a day off today, so I slept in, and now we're podcasting. So it's a good day. Woo! Woo! Podcast and work. And sleep. Last week, I picked up Batman and Superman number one, which I, you know... <laughs> I mean, they they reboot them every five years, but it still feels pretty good to go to the comic book shop and to say that I I bought Batman number one and Superman Superman number one. So, and both books were great. So that was that was a lot of fun to have and to read. But other than that, same old. Overwatch and The Witcher. That's what I've been doing. Nice. I've just been working more monstrously than I have been my entire work life. I feel like I, I feel like I live at work more than home right now. There'll be a nice little lull after this week, I think. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Better be. Don't worry. Be happy. Want to move on to some news flash? News flash. Hadouken. Hadouken. Japan. So E3 was last week, and a lot of our predictions came true. Hells to the yeah. So you want to break it down by press conference? Um, last time we we were talking about this, we left it off at, at EA because that was the only one that was occurring at this time. And Bethesda was happening later that night. Uh, we finished recording around 8, and then at 10 p.m., Bethesda happened. So oh, so this was the huge upset, or, I get, or quote-unquote upset, but our, on the last episode, we were talking about how we weren't sure if Skyrim HD was going to happen, and lo and behold, it actually happened. Well, I was fairly certain. <laughs> <laughs> a- Andy didn't believe it, but I felt like it was possible. I, I said that Elder Scrolls Six was not happening, and if they are going to do anything new, it would be the HD of Skyrim, which... It's fine. I never, I've never beaten Skyrim proper, so maybe third time's a charm. I don't know. I've actually never played Skyrim. I haven't played Skyrim either. Um, what? So maybe it's a good. T- yeah, I'm sorry. So maybe it's a good time to, po- to to hop in. Yeah, I I tried playing through Skyrim several times. The PS3 version is like notoriously messed up, and then I got the whole thing on PC and I played that for a while and I got pretty far. But I just other things came out, and so I put it aside. But it looks really good. The PS, the PS4 X X Bone version. So I might try it again. We'll see. All right. Nice. There was a bit of Fallout Four news. Uh, so three new pieces of DLC. One of them is basically Fallout Shelter, but for console and PC version, where you can create your own vaults and experiment on your own citizens. So that was kind of interesting. The other one was. New workshop upgrades, so you can, you can create like crazy Rude Goldberg contraptions. I think there was one more DLC. I don't remember what it was at the moment. Did you mention the theme park one? Oh, that's right. The yeah, Nuka uh, World. Nuka World. That's right. Thank you, Stan. That's gonna be the only one worth buying. 
Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that and Far Harbor or whatever it's called. Those are the only two. Those are the only two traditional Bethesda DLCs. I'm really shocked that they haven't gone the traditional four or five large expansions like Fallout Three. Yeah, yeah. it's it's mostly been like like mini updates, build, mini updates yeah. like 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 robots and more stuff for your workshop, and now you can build vaults and. Yeah, I Which mean, it's pretty cool, but like, I don't want. If I want to play Minecraft, I'll play Minecraft. I want to play Fallout. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a cool concept, but I feel like that's the kind of stuff that you get in a mod. You know, like I I don't really want to build more stuff. I want to experience more story things. That's my bread and butter when I play these kind of games. I want to get immersed in the story, and I do like the the role play elements of like building a settlement, and you know the kind of organic storytelling that happens just while you're playing the game. But I. I always gravitate more towards the actual stories that are being told in the world. And that's why I liked Fallout 3 so much, because all the DLC that came out was, like, crazy. You know, you go into space, you get abducted by aliens in one of the expansion packs, which is, like, nuts. So I was hoping for more of that, and I'm glad that there's going to be at least two of those, but I was hoping for more, you know? It's a little it's a little disappointing, because I don't... I did enough settlement shit playing the actual game that I don't really care about doing more settlement shit, like building more stuff if anything the the vault thing is the only thing that approaches kind of like something that i would mess around with but i don't see myself spending so much time doing that since i've been doing it on the fallout shelter app forever you know yeah yeah uh well maybe we'll find out some more big size dlc like far harbor and nuclear world in the near future because I, I i mean if that's if that's the last of the season pass i'll, I'll be pissed off but yeah anyway um dishonored 2 so that was the big the big big highlight of the show i'm super excited for this game they announced the collector's edition that went live which comes with like a mask and like a art book and all this one uh, stuff you don't really need but you totally need and i'm really excited to see some of the new mechanics or some of the new powers like the princess turns to like the shadowy beast like she, she can crawl around and like rip people apart and like hang them upside down that's so cool the only thing that really caught my attention was the time travel stuff with the with the mirror or whatever that she was holding that you got to go back in time and like sometimes there'd be guards or then you go to the future and there wouldn't be guards and you could sneak past or something like that That, oh yeah that that, was cool that was dope yeah i like i really like that but and i'm really interested in the the new setting it's inspired by greece or like mediterranean culture uh quake was announced i played a little bit of quake back in the day but I, I was never obsessed with it. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So for Fancy Quake, yeah. that might be interesting. I'm really, really excited about Prey. Prey looks I'm, cool. Yeah. I, I was unfamiliar with the IP before, so this is kind of like my, my first foray into it. And how the trailer was cut, it looked like Groundhog Day meets like Dead Space yeah. or some other sci-fi horror. I'm really excited for this game. I, I need to find out more about it. For for me, Quake, I have no experience with Quake, period. I have more history with Doom than Quake, so I get more excited about Doom news. But the one thing that made me feel weird was the fact that it's looking like a hero shooter, and I feel like everyone's trying to make a hero shooter all of a sudden. You know, like, since... I feel like that's, like, the theme of this year. Every year has some type of theme, and I feel like hero shooters are, like, that is that theme this year yeah but what the fuck happened between the time team fortress 2 came out and now like there's nothing and now everything wants to be a hero team shooter i don't i mean is it personally 
I don't need a whole bunch of different hero shooters to play. You know, I have Overwatch. I'm good for the next like five years on shooters. Yeah, I don't. I I honestly don't think anything's gonna top Overwatch in my opinion. Meanwhile, Battleborn came out like a month before the, the what? beta Battle what? of Battleborn, and like what? they were doing price drops or doing they're doing everything to try to get people on their platform but i mean no, my my theory is, is that you can you can annualize something like call of duty and battlefield which is just like a mindless stupid run around shoot everybody game but then you have something like that requires a lot of team and and you need distinctive characters and you can't really make every game do that because you won't you don't want to really cooperate with people too much so having one really good game that has really interesting characters and good team mechanics is all you need. So everyone else trying to do it is like, who gives a fuck? You know, really, you just need one good team shooter. Because if you have the characters that you really like, and everything about it's really good, then you're not going to even want to do anything else. I want more characters for Overwatch. I want more maps for Overwatch. I don't care about any other game, <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that stuff is coming. There's, there's competitive mode, and they're teasing the new characters. But I don't think, they, I haven't heard any, any official reviews yet. Or, like, a re- reveals of the new character yet. I mean, they don't even need to reveal anything right now. I'm good with what, what I got, you know? I mean, it's not like... They don't really have to necessarily reveal anything. Because it's not even like it's it's paid for DLC. It's all free. Yeah, plus it's they like... They can release that shit tomorrow without a moment's notice. Yeah, the, the core game is so good, too. It's just that I'm not even thinking ahead. I'm just enjoying what's there now, you know? Definitely. Okay, so I think that should be it about Bethesda. Is there anything else you guys were caught that caught your attention? Doom's getting more DLC, and oh, that's right, Doom yeah. and Doom and uh, Fallout VR. Yeah, I'm. Listen, I'm all for Doom DLC. I'm glad that they're supporting it. I'd rather have campaign stuff than multiplayer stuff, and the all the DLC is like map packs, so I, it doesn't really interest me that much. If they do a campaign add-on, I'm all for it, but you know. I haven't even touched the multiplayer. The second I started thinking about playing Doom multiplayer, Overwatch came out. So. <laughs> Alright, so next would be Microsoft's conference. So let me pre- preface this. Microsoft, they... I don't know what's up go, with their... Go ahead and wake me up when this, <laughs> when this is over. I just... I like they, they, I don't know what's up with their internal security, but so many leaks happened with Microsoft from... The Titanfall trailer to I think they're I think they revealed their Xbox Slim or the the, the new Xbox One Slim we got leaked too. Oh yeah, Project Scorpio was leaked too. So and um, Dead Rising. That's the only thing that really interested me about Microsoft stuff was Dead Rising. I've I've been a Dead Rising fan since the beginning, but I never played three because it was an Xbox exclusive and PC. And it looks like four is going to probably be the same thing and. You know, I would love to trade Street Fighter Five for Dead Rising Four. Like, <laughs> I would give it to them just to get Dead Rising because that game is so good. You know, and they're bringing back Frank West, which man, I want to play that game. <laughs> I'm a I'm a real sad boy about that. Wasn't there also a Gears of War thing? I didn't even watch this conference. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, it was Gears. Uh, the Gears trailer, I believe. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it was just very meh about, about. Oh, actually, what confused me is well, um, they showcased the Final Fantasy fifteen battle with a giant titan. I was wondering why Xbox or or Microsoft was hosting that instead of Square Enix, or 
Sony, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's a uh, exclusive, you know. I know, but at least Square Enix, but Square Enix, they were just churning out all the Deus Ex coverage, so. Yeah. Microsoft needed that, something. <laughs> I feel like Microsoft's conference was pretty bleh. Yeah. And then we come to the badass bad boy show stealer of E3, Sony. God, like, Sony was so good that I don't even know if I want to talk about it yet. Like, party wants to wait, but, you know... Well, let's 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 get let's let's warm it up with Ubisoft because Ubisoft was pretty good. I I, pre- I oh, enjoyed yeah, their... that was before Sony, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So Ubisoft, they had some pretty cool titles. Hands down, I'm most excited for South Park. Oh yeah, South Park is really good. It's a crazy funny visual novel esque RPG game, and and they're making totally making fun of the whole comic book movie zeitgeist and. The whole premise of the story is the kid, literally one or two days after finishing playing um, Lord of the Rings, or uh, what's it called, The Stick of Truth, they started playing superheroes with Coon and Friends, and they're arguing over uh, how they're going to do their Phase 1, 2, and 3 movie and crossover schedules, and then the two groups of friends split apart to have their own civil war. So it's just, oh my god, I was... I was dying during the trailer because it's so true. I love it. Yeah, that that game is going to be, I think, one of my favorite ones. I think Stan put me on to the Stick of Truth. Yeah, Stick of Truth was really good. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it as it was. I was expecting it to be good, but like I haven't been on onto South Park in a while. So I was like, all right, you know, why not? And it, it blew me away. And I thought it was really well done. And... It was one of my favorite games of the year. The year it came out, which was like two years ago, right? Twenty fourteen or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I platinum that game, and I loaned it to Andy, and then he platinum did. So it was, it was good. And props to Ubisoft for handing out free copies of the Stick of Truth with Pratchett Butthole. Yeah. So if you like pre-order it, you get it for free too on the PS4 and the Xbox. So exactly. That's that's cool. I don't think I'll play it again, but it's it's nice to have. Mm-hmm. It's a nice gesture. Yeah. And uh, I think the other two big highlights of the of the show, Watch Dogs 2, of course. I'm very excited for Watch Dogs 2, and I, I wasn't expecting to be, so. I'm, I'm really excited about this because it, it has a lot more personality than I think the first one. It's, I, think it's, I think it's allowing itself to actually be fun. Yeah. Like, I've got, I got like a very like Jet Grind radio-esque feel because like, like, like your hacker buddy he has it's like he's wearing a helmet and he has like emoji symbols all over it and it looks super fun and cool and then uh i i love the gameplay demo uh you're just like like you have like drones now and you just and he's fighting with like i don't know what he's fighting with is it like a like a head headphone cable or jack and he's like strangling people with it or something i don't know but he had he had a a stun gun that's for sure and and all the different hacks you can do. I'm. I didn't play Watch Dogs one because I, I heard like mediocre things about it, so I passed it up. But this one, like the the soundtrack is really good. San Francisco is a really good choice for a setting. I don't think besides San Andreas for the PS2, I, I don't think there's been a game that's been set in a a really detailed version of San Francisco. I could be wrong, but it's it's like a new city to explore, and that that's really cool. And it's all tech based, so that's awesome. So I'm I'm. I'm looking forward to this game, and I super props because I w- I wasn't before, like last week. Well, the the trailer definitely makes made me want to go back and uh play, the first one. 
So yeah, me, me too. But I was like, you know what? I'm definitely gonna wind up doing. I'll just, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. So my dream came true. Uh, For Honor, we actually heard something new about it. Uh, we think we got a new trailer. Uh, it was like a cinematic trailer on just explaining how like the th- these three tribes are fighting, but the fighting has been going on for so long. No one really knows what they're fighting for. It's just now it's just straight up like tribal warfare. Um, it's for honor, for honor, for glory. Uh, it's, it's already been a week, but I don't even remember. Was there gameplay footage for, for honor? All I, I, all I can remember at the moment was just the, that cinematic trailer. I don't think there was any, uh, gameplay. I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember. Okay. I'm like really fuzzy about it right now, but. Hopefully we get to see like an alpha or beta or some other extended gameplay demo. Then the other, they had also a Ghost Recon, Wildlands, a sports game called Steep, Trials of the Blood Dragon. So it was that crazy over-the-top side-scrolling platform, but now it's all mashed up with 80s uh, future retro punk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Star Trek, uh, the VR game. I, I thought it was really cool that how they got like LeVar Burton and uh, two other Star Trek veterans. I can't recall their names right now. Oh, um, Carl Urban as Bones and oh, the lady. The lady from, I think she's from Voyager or Deep Space Nine. I'm, Star Trek fans, if you're listening out there having a heart attack, please, I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> so. Um, we're all very tiring. Now. I thought Star Trek VR was a, a good idea, and I, I like the idea of it for sure, but it just logistically seems like a nightmare to me because one headset alone is expensive and requires a lot of really high-end hardware to just operate, so I can't imagine getting four people in a room to play Star <laughs> Trek together with four headsets yeah. and four rigs. Like, I, like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Would you would you guys play that? If I had a million dollars, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Would play if, Star uh, Trek. I mean, yeah. If if I had the money to to buy all that shit. Yeah, like I I feel like it would be super fun if like the three of us were like in a room with headsets, yelling at each other to like fire up the shields and shit. Like it would be it would be a great time. But the cost to entry to play that game is insane. You know. Yeah, maybe maybe give it some time and the price will go down eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so I think that's about it for uh, Ubisoft. Well, how about the the the, the big Kahuna, the the show killer, the E three king of the E three, freaking Sony. Yeah, they they did it again. I I was so happy. Yeah, the the two things that I was a little bit disappointed in was that there was no Final Fantasy seven remake stuff and there was no Shenmue three. But the based on how crazy the actual conferences and how they came out swinging, I was very, very pleased. Anyway, I greatly appreciated Sony's approach to the conference. How it was very little talking, like all the other ones. It it was more like a talk show yeah. kind of vibe. Where and E and EA was basically like 70 percent documentaries, Boo. but. But Sony, Sony just Sony just started out with at right out of the gate with a full blown like seven minute orchestra, leading into God of War four. Dad of War. Dad of War. Dad of War. Or I'm sorry, yeah, Dad of War. Is it is it God of War or God of War four? It's just God of War. Yeah, there you go. And then for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the 
press conference, it was trailer, 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 reveal, 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 and then, and then, what's his name? Um, the president. Is it Sean? Oh my god, I can't remember. Jeez, I'm so tired. Like, a guy just came out, get, said a couple words, and then more, more nonstop trailer and reveals and demos. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was a good palate cleanser for all the yapping of all the other conferences, so I, I appreciated that. Um, it, the Sony let the games speak for themselves. Yeah, and Dude, Sony, I remember uh, we were talking about it through our group chat that, like, we had to use the Call of Duty trailer as, like, a, re- a relief for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now Call of Duty, time to take a break. Like... But yeah, let's let's break it down. So, uh, God of War, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. This looks so good. You know, Dad of War, it's, it's Kratos, he's back. But family and home life has softened him somewhat. He's not, he's not some super roided out testosterone fuel killing machine but he is he still is but like he's a he's a lot more subdued and i feel like it gives him a lot more death and i got a very strong the last of us feel yeah where like the game is going to be about like the relationship between you and your son yeah or your or your foster son i mean i i don't know it's it's unclear if like i think the mother's already dead which i hope not because i would love to see who's mrs kratos I I, I want to see like the Valkyrie that he totally fell in love with after beating his ass and married. And, and yeah, I'm pretty sure like whoever he married softened him a lot, so he's not just this insane dude. But well, I mean, like you kill every god in the Greek pantheon, what are you gonna do? You know, you just you settle down again. And he... <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I like that it looks like you know Kratos is gonna be killing the Norse the Norse uh, pantheon now. And kill all, kill all the Norse gods. Yeah, dude, he was wrecking trolls and ice giants, and and, and there, and there's a, there's a giant frost dragon at the end of the of the trailer. I also really enjoyed like the variation on the combat system. I would forever always love the the original God of War, where it was always very cartoony and very hack and slashy. But this one, it's it's more in line of like. Dark Souls, where yeah, you you have to calculate your moves and your dodges. And you have to be very careful. Forces you to be more strategic, as opposed to like the original ones, where you could just go in hams, go in swinging, and which is still, I mean, both styles are very fun. I think I think with the new tone shift, they're going with this God of War reboot or revamp or extended sequel. I think it it fits pretty well. I I, I think it's gonna be a nice change of pace. Yeah. The original God of War games really felt more like the extension of the Devil May Cry sort of, um, what's the word? Like the Devil May Cry way of having a game where you're running around, you're collecting orbs, and mm. you're opening up chests and breaking like like things to get things, and this did seem a lot more realistic. Two things that I, I noticed was that while Kratos and his son were running through the forest, his son was getting experience and there was a like notification that he learned how to hunt better or something. Yeah. It's like knowledge, like plus 50 knowledge. Yeah. Applied. So you're like training your son. And also at the end of the tra- um, the demo, it sort of pulls back and you see the, all the, um, the world basically. So it seems like 
while the original God of War games were very linear in that it was like pushing you towards a specific destination, I feel I feel like this one might be a lot more open ended, which is interesting. I also think you might not play through Kratos through most of it. Like you, I might, was just gonna say that. Yeah. Do you think something is gonna happen at Kratos where you're gonna play as his son through the game? That's what I was thinking. I feel like you're gonna do you're gonna do the the raising for maybe the first third of the game or the prologue or even half the game, and then the other half you're just gonna take over as the son and it could be like a walking dead situation where you're lee and clementine and then the rest you play as clementine so maybe this might be this sort of thing maybe you play as kratos through the entire god of war and then at the end he dies and then the son's got to take over in the next game or something like that but i feel like something's going to happen where they pass the torch to this kid and you play as the kid for the remainder but he better shave his head and grow a beard because because dad of war yeah he's 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 bay he's he's amazing um, an interesting uh, thing that I read like uh, uh, prior to the Sony conference, they were doing uh, interviews with the game developers, and there there was one specific thing they were talking about with Kratos and his rage meter. Like during the trailer, uh, you, you you build up rage, and then he unleashed it against the troll fight. Um, but one of the green the game creators said that um, the concept of rage is gonna be very important. Uh, gameplay wise and thematically uh, he's saying specifically that Kratos feels that this rage that he has uh, was like a byproduct or like a like a disease uh, uh, like a like a like a symptom of being a god or like a demigod and it's like it's like slowly killing him and he's worried that he, his son Jason's gonna have like that same disease of rage, like like mindless rage and berserkerness. So I, I found that like really interesting. I think that it also plays well into like the whole Last of Us relationship arc, because I mean, you have Kratos, you know, trying to fight back his inner rage and like his inner demons, and but still be a good father. You know, those father those father moments really got me. Like when it was about to like comfort his son, but then he, he held back because. In his heart of hearts, he he felt like his, this was an important moment for his son, so he had to like go with it, go after killing that the elk. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, Dad of War, this is it's, it's so perfect. Yeah, can't wait for it. Yeah, same. So uh, after that, uh, we got our first look at Days Gone, which is like uh, which is like another Last of Us zombie apocalypse type of game. Except so you're, you're a biker. Yeah, exactly. I knew it. I knew I knew they were going to come out, finally. Like, it took so long for them to reveal their game, but I'm glad they did. Though, yeah. I don't... I know this is a little contradictory, because I said I was really excited for Dead Rising 4, but I don't know how I feel about another zombie game, because... Well, like, a, I feel like it's... I don't think it's a zombie game. I mean, it looks like zombies to me. Well, I mean, it has infected... It, they're basically like the, the, the infected from World War Z, the movie, not... Uh, which I still have problems with, but like they're like they run in swarms, like like a giant ant colony. Yeah. Um, no, I would say the only thing that'll really that's really hooking me about Sony Ben's game is that it's the whole biker angle. It feels yeah. very like Sons of Anarchy with with in the apocalypse. I guess I, I actually got that feel too. I felt like the guy playing the demo was like Jax. Yeah. <laughs> So that's and like that's, Jax was running through this apocalyptic world, mowing down these creatures. Yeah, that's more that's more of a selling point to me than the post-apocalyptic infected stuff, which we've seen a hundred times already. You know, so 
I'm glad that even though they're gameplay-wise, they seem to be going in something that's very familiar territory, at least in terms of premise and story. They're they're tackling it from a different angle, so I think that'll that'll be what ultimately saves it is just the whole the whole biker angle. Uh, uh, how about Detroit Become Human? I oh, you mean Beat Boot Future Detective? Hell yeah! <laughs> Can't wait for that game. Oh my god! Like so so much noir, so much cyberpunk it looks so beautiful i really liked how they framed the trailer because they it was like they were following one plot line uh, or one direction where you take it and then it rewinds and then it shows you the the myriad of decisions and options and paths that you could take to resolve yeah, the that, same that situation crazy it reminded me of like heavy rain on crack yeah because it's, it's quantum dream so i mean I skipped our last game because it didn't look too interesting to me. But this, though, this whole Blade Runner esque like robot detective stuff stands about good. this life. Yeah, I'm, I'm about <laughs> it. I'm I'm yeah. all in. Mm-hmm. Stan gets to play as Nick Valentine. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Pretty much. What would you do? Would you would you like convince like like lie to the defective cyborg or just going guns blazing I'd or... shoot that fucker in the head I would do the thing where he, he tackled him off the building that's probably the end <laughs> and then you pull out like, like like a grappling hook arm and then and then save yourself yeah pretty but, much pretty much yeah. yeah so we also got a release date for the the last guardian uh, for October Finally. 25th about yeah. time yeah are you guys excited for it yeah listen yeah. in 2011 the Ico Shadow of the Colossus collection came out for the PS3. I got that game. I pre-ordered that game and and um, Last Guardian on the same day. So Jesus I, Christ. I've had that game pre-ordered <laughs> for something like five years now, at least. So is that still valid? Did did you check? Did oh, you better check the be. GameStop or oh. so. Oh, man. I mean, there's no way it can be invalid. So yeah, the money's still That's in the system somewhere. But, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm super. I'm super ready for this. Yeah. So the show they revealed it was interesting. They revealed like another twin bird dog. So I, I don't know what's. I don't know. If there's like a doppelganger or like there's another one of its kind around. But it looks pretty interesting. I, yeah, I'm, I'm purposely avoiding any sort of. I didn't take. I didn't look too closely at the trailer just because I know it's like it's been so long that I just want to play it. I don't want to see anything else. You know. Mm-hmm. I, you're just your body. Your body's ready. I've been you, you sold just, on the yeah. game for years, so I just bring give it to me now. I just I just want to play it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a fix. I need. Yeah. I, I need it. I'm glad uh, it's coming let's... out this year though, because everything else got delayed till next year. So, which yeah, we need, sucks. We, we need more games for game of the year. Come on, I'm just, come on. I'm glad it's, it's coming out this year. I, I, I'm glad I have something. Yeah. Let's see. All right. So let's. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, we also have another extended gameplay demo for Horizon Zero Dawn, and I feel like. This gave us more direction to like the main, like the main crux of the storyline. Because like, but the but last year, there was a lot of world building where it's it's a post 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 apocalypse where something cataclysmic happened, um, and now people are now living as hunter gatherer tribes again. But they also grew up with these biotechnical organisms and they they know how to operate their bodies and how, how to like scavenge like parts and resources from them but and during this incredible gameplay demo um we've seen the one of the biggest plot threads was revealed where there was this crazy beast that's corrupting other 
organisms. So I don't know if that's like a side quest or like a main plot line, but I that really fascinated me. And we got to see more of you just taking down dinosaurs and like uh, and and taming beasts and riding them and using uh, a, a, a deeper look at all your your crazy kits like that the the laser tether. Oh, it's so good. I'm excited. I've been excited for this game since they revealed it last year. Yeah, it's and they delayed it. How could they? Yep, to 2017. So of course, I, it doesn't. It comes out the same day as Persona Five, doesn't it? So I, I you know, yeah. So I, I'm my two loves. Which one? I which you know, one? <laughs> I'm gonna have to probably wait until that summer to play Horizon. So <laughs> I, but the concept of it is great because you're running around a field and you're fighting Metal Gears. So I'm I'm down. Alright, uh, so one last thing before you head to the really heavy hitters of the Sony conference. Uh, we have a whole bunch of new VR and VR supported games. So we have VR, or we have Final Fantasy XV, Batman Arkham, and Star Wars. Honestly, X-Wing VR and Batman VR sold yeah. me so hard on, on virtual reality. Like, I, you don't, you don't even get it. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine yeah. how amazing it would be. To feel like you're inside of an X-wing, like forget oh, about yeah. it. Oh yeah. Or or just hold up your controller in your hand and you see like a batarang, and you just flick your arm yeah, and, and like, like the batarang. Oh, casing like so a good. crime scene as Batman. Are you kidding me? With I, with detective vision, hell yeah. I just really wish so I got good. the the opportunity to experience it because they showed a little bit of the X, the X-wing stuff, but not not any of the Batman stuff. And I'm just yeah, I'm just really really. If if anything is gonna get me to buy VR, it's those two games. Like honestly. Yeah, and a hundred foot robot golf, which is really oh, yeah, well too. documented. <laughs> but that's like icing on the X wing Batman. That's exactly. I uh, I I mean I was a little bit bummed that we didn't get to see like what actually happens with Batman Arkham VR, but just just the fact that Mark Hamill comes back yet again. You know, every year he says, you know, this will be my last Joker appearance. But no, we have Killing Joke, and now we have Batman Arkham VR, and he did that awesome voiceover. During the, Which during the trailer. means get ready for the new Batman Arkham game. Honestly, Woo! between Star Wars, uh, Batman, and Resident Evil 7, I I hope I have money for VR because... From what I hear, Resident Evil 7 in VR is like one of the worst experiences ever. Not worst in a bad way, but in a good way. Like, it is the most horrifying experience. Yeah, I, you know what? Like, not for nothing, I had a really hard time playing the Resident Evil 7 demo because of how scary it was. Oh, yeah, I was shitting bricks as soon as, like, that pause menu where you hear, like, the little girl laughing and then she says, I'm outside the door. Yeah. Fucking creepy The the thing is, uh, people are comparing it a lot to PT, but with... PT, it was very, it was very supernatural. So it's you kind of expected it to be as scary as it is. But with Resident Evil, it hasn't been that scary in a really long time since I was a kid, basically. So to play something that was that scary um, and it being just, Resident Evil, and you just completely did not expect what was going to happen, and so I was so scared playing it. <laughs> Probably for more the people than PT. Out there who say that it's uh, a total ripoff of PT. This game was actually in development before PT. Yeah, but oh damn! I, I mean, honestly though, you can see, you know, where the similarities are. It's it's very, especially with the whole the whole multiple pathways, the secrets and stuff. But you know, compared to PT, Resident Evil Seven has has notes. It's got keys. It's got little puzzles, 
and so it felt very Resident Evil. It's it's Resident Evil. Yeah, it felt Resident Evil, even though there it was different from any other Resident Evil we played so far. And I'm very excited for it. And it's very scary. I, I love how they oh they, they titled it Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Yeah. So it, with the inclusion of Biohazard, do you think it's like a like a hard reboot or? Well, well, um, well no, right. because so Resident Evil games have always taken a trilogy step. So, for instance, uh, Resident Evil One, Two, and Three, they were that uh, what the Raccoon City arc. Kind of, it was also like um, the playstyle. The playstyle is very like, it was like a tank engine. So um, then, then you go to Resident Evil Four, Five, and Six, which were kind of these like point and shoot third person over the side view. And I think that this demo is showing us that the next trilogy of Resident Evil games is actually going into a direction of first person. Which I'm totally down for because, you know, this is uncharted territory for Resident Evil. And, you know, for a series as iconic as Resident Evil to, like, to survive and to go on, you know, you should, you always have to experiment and push the boundaries. And I, Listen, I, I know... I, I know first-person survival horror will be fucking crazy, and like especially it, it take. It, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I know there's been a lot of naysayers, but it's like, I mean, one it, it is like the culture of the zeitgeist. I mean, there's a lot of other really great first-person horror games like Outlast is out and, and PT, um, but two like it's taking advantage of the technology. I mean, Res Evil is gonna bring the horror back to horror games, and you know you add that with VR. You know, you get you, you you can't lose. You know? Yeah, Andy, like when you compared it to separate trilogies, it really made me think of Star Wars, which is a weird connection to make. But when you think about it, the first three Resident Evil games are like the original trilogy, and everyone loves it. And then the second three is like kind of, with the exception of four, and like you know, you and I like five, but largely critically, people don't like the second trilogy. And now you have this third thril- trilogy coming, where it's like. Which is also Star Wars-esque. Yeah, and they're like, let's bring it back to the way people like the originals and like make those callbacks and stuff. And, and all the side games are kind of like just anthology films. You know? like, <laughs> so it's it's a weird connection, but I never That's thought about that. That's a connection I probably would have never made. Yeah, like, it just, but it makes sense because if they do the next three Resident Evil games like this, I'm I'm for it. And I think... I think it's a good direction to go in, and it, it it modernizes the formula, but it pays a lot of homage to the first trilogy. And the thing is, it's too early for me to speculate on what the plot might be. And it, and judging by the demo, it's supposed to take place after Resident Evil Six, but I feel like it might be because you have, you have the um not to spoil the demo if you haven't played it yet, but there's that picture that you find that has the helicopter with the umbrella logo so either umbrella is back or you're uncovering something some experiment that umbrella did before the original uh games so it might be the most mod the most um chronologically modern of the games but it's probably gonna have to do with something way back in the beginning so it's either from what i hear this demo actually has nothing to do with the game at all but it's it's not. It's, I know it's like mini hints and stuff, but it's not going to be in the part of the main game. But they said that it's going to have connections to the main game, so it's going to be like 
It's a. It's, I mean, it's sort I of feel like, like the... Umbrella has always been a thing there, but just forgotten. Kind of like Resident Evil Five brought it to like Tricell. Well, like... so if you if you want to go with lore, if you if you want to go pure lore, the Umbrella Corporation fell through between Resident Evil Three and Four. It was like um, stocks. Like they went out of bit. They straight up went out of business. From from bad PR because of Rackets. Yeah, bad PR. Yeah, they yeah, went out of business. I'm so saying, they were like, gone. Um, completely. Yeah, but but there were still like traces of it. Like Wesker tried to rebuild as Tricell. Yeah. And like for sure. recreate accidents and stuff. So this might be just like a completely new incarnation of Umbrella, but maybe it's like Hydra and they've just been sleeping all along. Or maybe you know what? Maybe Umbrella is the BSAA. <laughs> and they just been they just been the villains all along, and you won't find. And it'll be like um, Winter Soldier, where you just find out that the good guys have been bad guys. That would be awesome. Yeah, cool. Wait, ha- hail right. Umbrella! Hail Umbrella! So, so we hit the first first big bombshell of Sony. How about how about Crash Bandicoot? It's making a comeback. Yeah, with uh, the first three games getting HD remastered. And Skylanders crashed, so that was that yeah. was another thing that came true. But um. I have no interest in the Skylanders garbage, but I probably will buy the figure if it's reasonably priced, just because of Crash. It's probably going to be like fourteen ninety nine or twelve ninety nine. Yeah, so there you go. Like, I, I wouldn't mind at, like getting it, but um, I think this is going to be good. You know, they can remake it sort of like Ratchet and Clank, where they just reboot the series like this, and then that'll get the old fans back in. That'll get new fans who have never played the Crash games before, especially with Skylanders. And then if it goes well, they can make new Crash games, like the old Crash games. I mean, these are games that haven't been built since PlayStation 1. Yeah, so... so... They're gonna look fucking amazing. And you and you and Stan, you're gonna get you're gonna you're not even gonna grab the game, you're just gonna grab the crash figure. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Skylanders. It, yeah, I don't care yeah. <laughs> at all. I don't have any Skylanders. This will be the one and only Skylander that I would ever get, you know? Like that's it. You know what I what I just realized? You know how all the old Skylanders are compatible with the new games? Yeah. You can have Crash Bandicoot team up with Donkey Kong and Bowser then, if that's the case with the new one. That would be sick. Yeah. So, you know what they need that's... to do now? You know what they need to do now? Put Crash and Smash. I knew you were oh, going to say that. Hashtag Crash oh, and Smash. All right. Uh, let's go on to the next reveal. Yo, new Spider-Man game. The Spider-Man looks so dope. Look at that. Look at that American red, white, and blue costume right there. Yeah. How how sexy is that? Spider-Man looks too fucking good. I, I haven't been excited this excited for a Spider-Man game since probably Amazing Spider-Man 1 on the PlayStation 2. This game just, like, it, it has my money already. Yeah. yeah. I... I'm going to link this company to my bank account. Any DLC <laughs> that they have. I'm just buying it. I was hoping for Sucker Punch, but you know what? Insomniac is good too. But yeah, I'm the way it looks, it looks like it's gonna be Spider Man two on steroids. Yeah. Chris, your thoughts on Spider Man? I'm i I'm like I'm literally looking at a gif right now where like from Civil War, the eyes move or like contract or you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Um and he's just swinging and it looks so visually beautiful like all hail the engine of sony and ps4 like this game is gonna be it's gonna be so dope and um i cannot wait i cannot i really i i, I want like tom holland to do voice acting for this spider-man because it looks it lo- he looks right out of civil war except the, the the other tweaks to the costume like the giant 
white spider emblem yeah. on his chest. But oh, I think it's yeah. interesting that they went with a red, white, and blue. But I like it a lot. It's a really nice costume. And it's uh, I'm not. I mean, we haven't really got any like inclination of what the story premise would be. I mean, there's only a, one tagline. And it said. Take control of an experienced Peter Parker who is more masterful at fighting crime. So, so he's more seasoned. I'm I'm wondering if Miles Morales show up and maybe like he could part of the missions would be like teaching Miles like how to be Spidey or something. It's possible. We like, don't know I how old this Spider-Man is yet. So exactly. Do you think Spider-Gwen will show up in this game? Because that'd be dope. Who? Spider-Gwen? Spider-Gwen? Oh, Spider-Gran. I was like, who's... Spider-Gran? Spider... <laughs> Aunt May gets bitten by a radioactive spider, and now she's... Spider-Gran. Spider-Gran. Oh, Spider um, that'd be awesome. Imagine... Listen, I can see it already. Gwen Stacy, day one DLC. Like, play... It's gonna happen. Play, it's gonna happen. Play a bonus chapter as Spider-Gwen. Alright, guys. Alright, this is, like, probably one of the biggest, biggest reveals of Sony... We we talk we kind of I'll say I'll give us half credit uh, from last week's episode because we did we did all agree that Kojima was gonna make an appearance uh, at, at the Sony press conference. I really wanted him to like or we wanted all him to like sh- do something with his mascot like have someone dressed up or him dressed up as the Mexu and like pop up his helmet and he says hello I'm back or whatever. But he still delivered. He came on stage like a rock star. He said, I'm back. Everyone cheered. And then right into it, they revealed his brand new video game project. And the game is called Death Stranding. And yes. Kojima and Norman Reedus are back together again. All I'm wondering is, where is Del Toro? Where is Junji Ito? And when are they going to be revealed as part of the project? Listen, man. I, I was expecting Kojima to be there in some capacity. I was not in 100 years expecting him to reveal the new game that he's working on. Like, Yeah, what? I was not expecting a brand new game like right off the bat. And I mean, it's pretty, that shit was wild. It was pretty crazy because like earlier in the day, he, Kojima was doing an interview and he was clearly wearing a Death Stranding t-shirt during the interview, and no one knew what it was about. But then, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, and then so. it just it's so cathartic to see Kojima back with his company again and having Norman Reedus back with him doing this game. Because after that and whole then, PT debacle, man, I was like not, I was very And sad. then right after Norman Reedus immediately retaliates at Konami by posting a picture of Kojima drinking out of the to- Konami Tears Cup. Oh, uh, it was so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, so- I'm so happy because the, the trailer, I, I can't even begin to talk about this trailer because it was just, like, absolutely insane. And I just it makes me very happy that the Kojima conspiracy theory train is leaving the station again because I felt like after Metal Gear Solid 5 and like all those years of speculation that we weren't going to get anything like that again especially with the bullshit with Konami but to see it happening again so soon like it just makes me so happy I'm, I'm ready to debate and theorize what the hell this game could be if it, I'm ready. This, this trailer I think it was created via the in-game engine if I'm correct yeah. oh it's like the un- unrestrained id and creative genius of 
Kojima just exploding all over the place and and it has Norman Reedus and he's naked and and he has like a scar on his belly and he has a he's handcuffed to the umbilical cord of a dead cyber baby and then there's like floating obelisks in in, in the background it reminds me of like e- end of Evangelion where he's just like what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah oh it's so good this is this was like the game of the show for me like it wasn't even like a full game but you know well even the way Kojima came that was like emotional yeah like the staircase lit up kojima walked down like a fucking boss to the mad max theme yes desiree and then oh but live orchestra by the way the live orchestra was doing the all the scoring and it's just oh it's so epic and you know what the thing is we're not gonna get this game into like 2020 that's true but still. maybe 2019 the earliest yeah that this is this is a few years out but i hope i hope this is all the ideas that he couldn't get done at konami concentrated here you know just everything where do we go from here i mean like sony just killed everything i mean nintendo actually had a pretty uh, pretty good reveal with zelda breath of the wild but like Sony, Sony just dropped the mic. Zelda was was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I I'm very much looking forward to playing Zelda next year. It looks gorgeous. It's hitting all the things that I I want from a Zelda game. And I'm already sold on Pokemon. But the, their presentation, the whole like let's let's show you a whole bunch of footage of Pokemon and then a whole bunch of footage of Zelda is fine. But I was I was hoping for more. Nintendo revealed three new pokemon yeah they revealed the doggy the koala the bird the mongoose and <laughs> you, know, you mean the pokemon that, that looked like pokemon. donald trump yeah oh yeah that's right i mean i think the mongoose looks adorable i like his name is young goose so he's <laughs> he's like a rapper or something like like little goose young goose young goose young goose I am so excited for this game. Oh yeah, I mean, like you know, they didn't they didn't need to sell Zelda or Pokemon to us. Those are kind of like givens, you know. Like everybody's gonna buy Zelda, everyone's gonna buy Pokemon. Oh yeah, I like the the battle royale that they introduced to the 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 four player free for all battle. Oh, I guess like I want to backtrack to Sony for a second. I think like the one thing that they did that was they did wrong was they didn't give any love to Gravity Rush 2. That's true. Because that trailer came out, and at the end of the Sony press conference, they were doing, like, a snap cut reel, and there was, like, this one, like, two-second, three-second gif of footage from the Gravity Rush 2 trailer video game. Uh, and then the full trailer came out later. I'm like, oh, my God, this game looks so... Like, Gravity Rush was amazing in the Vita, and then, like... And then, Gravity Rush Remaster came out on the PS4. I think it was like this year. Yeah, I want to say it was, it was like really early this year, like January or February. And like Sony just kind of hid away this game. I mean, they they released a trailer, but apparently there was a a thirty minute um a thirty minute demo you could watch that was buried deep in some PlayStation stream. But oh, this game looks so good, and I I love the IP. Is there a release um, date for Gravity Rush 2? I don't think so yet. 2016. Yeah, so holiday 2016 maybe? Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed it's not coming to Vita, but we all know Vita's dead right now. Like it's not Yeah, don't don't remind yeah. me guys. Please don't remind me. But I'm, I'm my my heart <laughs> I'm happy that it lives on and I'm happy that we're getting it, you know. Like they can snub it at the E3 press conference or whatever. I will I'm buying that game. I'm happy that it's coming still. That's all I care yeah. about. I mean, 
Do you think it's going to be cross by or at this point Sony's like no there's, no, there's no I Vita mean, version at all there's period. No, uh, it's PS4 only. Sony you backs I love you but please why? It's over. It's so done. I mean, thank thank God Atlas and other JRPGs will still keep the Vita alive for they'll keep the, they'll keep the IV drip trickling. I mean, for, it's a good place for indie games and and um classics and stuff like that, but nothing new, nothing first party really. Well, I mean, well, correction. There, were all, there has been all, like one first party game uh, that was Severed, which came out in April, which is very, very good, by the way. Okay, but... no more going forward, though. Exactly. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the Vita so much. It's Sorry. a great system. I, I, I got it when it came out, and I still have it to this day, and they're done with it, you know? It's such a shame. Yeah. All right, uh, so anything else uh, besides that Sony semi bashing? Tangent. Is there anything else from Nintendo you guys were interested in? I mean, I get, they also have new Amiibo, right? Um, like the Waluigi for, Amiibo. Thank you for right. reminding that's, me. I, you know yeah. what, man? I never pre-ordered something faster in my life. <laughs> Besides the <laughs> Persona 5 Collector's Edition. But I was so disappointed that uh, unless I missed it, there wasn't any news about Cloud, Corrin, or a Bayonetta Amiibo, were there? Not at all. Ah. Yeah, nothing. Maybe it's not going to happen. Uh, please don't tell me that. I, I I can't take it. My heart, my poor. It heart has to. It. They said that all of them were getting amiibos. Wait, yeah. Are there pre-orders for them? Can you pre-order them? No. Okay. They didn't even reveal what they look like. I hope. Uh. I hope the cloud one is his PS one like low poly like fat armed baby pink frog body. That would be amazing. I would buy. That. <laughs> I would buy that one. Um, for me. Uh, my other pr- prediction came true. Uh, I exceeded my expectations. I got. I extended gameplay demo of Dawn of War three. Uh, like I said before in the last episode, I'm a me and my friends. We spent so much time playing the original Dawn of War one and two. It's a 40k RTS game, and everything I love about the original games are coming back. You know, you have the the same epic heroes coming back, like Gabriel Angelos. Like he's Gabriel Angelos is basically like think. They like um, a a really pious Kratos, uh, had a child with Reinhardt from Overwatch, and that's Gabriel Angelos. He has this amazing thunder hammer, and he's, he he like shouts platitudes of like burn, burn heretics, and he explodes him with a giant bolt of lightning, and it's awesome. Um, so we so there's a lot of cool new features that that were revealed in this gameplay demo. Um, right now they only revealed a single player campaign, but multiplayer. Is definitely going to be a thing. But in the single player campaign, you play as the Space Marines, Orcs, or Eldar. Um, some really cool new features, like uh, like new units, new squadrons, new types of environments, and uh, terrain destruction and cover systems. Slightly different point acquisition systems. With when you're in battle uh, in Dawn of War, you you accrue points which you can spend on special bonuses. Like you can do special moves and call in special units. So. It's everything I love, but more, and I'm super excited for Dawn of War 3. I, like, me and my friends have been waiting for this for a really long time, and it's actually happening, because uh, it was originally produced by THQ, and then that went down to Tank, and it was acquired by Relic and Sega, but we haven't heard anything about it for years, and now that's happening, so I'm, I'm super excited about it. Cool. Um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, that's about it for me. Besides Mother Three, it, E3 like kind of <laughs> touched on everything that I wanted to see. Um, a little disappointed that there was no Shenmue Three or the Final Fantasy Seven stuff, but everything else more than made up for it. I think. 
or Kingdom Hearts three. Like, oh yeah, that's true. Or, or was was there news uh, like anything Kingdom Hearts related, like two point nine HD or nothing? What not? Okay. Zip. Uh, all right. All right. So, anyone closes out? Yep. Cool. Well, that was the end of this episode. Our our E three extravaganza. Post E three. Post E three. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Andy Carasquilla. You can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. I'm Stan Goderski. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. And I'm Chris Sampson. And you can find me on Twitter at KYO Nature for Hire. That's KYO Nature for Hire. And rate us, comment at us. Let us know what you think, what your favorite thing at E3 was, what, uh, what games you look forward to, and what games you were disappointed of not hearing from. Yeah, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. We're still we're still on Stitcher, right? Stitcher, yeah. Google Play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just Google us, man. Yeah, visit us at supernerdpals.com where you can find all of our uh, social media platforms and widgets. So our Facebook group, facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/supernerdpals. Thank you, Stan. Our Twitter, Instagram, blog posts, uh, YouTube stuff. Everything is uh, everything's on there. Um, and I, we apologize for the delay in anime is weird. Um, you know, life just happens. And June's, June's crazy. June's a crazy Dude, Yeah, life just kind of hit all of us in the face at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But it's, pretty bad. I mean, it's coming. I mean, it, it's coming. And, uh, you know, before you know it, you're going to get one episode and then bam, you're going to get another one because, you know, we try to release every We're going to be like July. DJ Khaled, another one. Yeah. Another one. And you know what Shigeru Miyamoto said, you know, like a delayed podcast is eventually good, <laughs> but a rushed one is bad forever. <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Peace listening. out. Catch you Peace. next week. Woo!